what if we could live on a totally different planet? No, I do not mean Mars or any other planet in our solar system or outside of our solar system. I'm talking about the same planet in which we currently live, i.e. Earth, but a totally different system of being in which the well-being of people, the well-being of the planet, the well-being of life in general, animals, flora, fauna, people and planet, everything, the well-being of everything living and non-living is priority. There is abundance, there's a lot of food, there are no wars, there's technology but it's not hurting us, there is a proper use of the environment, we're not degrading it, there is peace and prosperity for everyone without anything getting in the way. Of course, we will 100% disagree or we will 100% have our own individuality and our own um, our own borders. Everything that we have that's good about Earth currently, we keep or multiply, but we get rid of all the bad things that nobody wants, bigotry, hate, and, and, and everything that you can always think of that you personally think Ed could do without a increasing consciousness how will that pan out for you would that be a different earth would that is that a, a vision or a sense of being a sense of a state of affairs too utopian for your taste is that a pipe dream or is that something that you think is pragmatic enough is practical enough that can be achievable what are your um what's your spectrum for measuring the believability of this earth Today's podcast is all about what a different earth in a different way, in a different environment will be like. And I'm excited to dig into this with you. So come with me as we go into another interesting, lovely, beautiful, whatever adjective, superlative adjectives you want to use to describe this. Welcome to another episode of Small Talk with Kutu. It promises to be as usual heartfelt small talk and it promises to be interesting so stay with me my name is kutu ameji and this is small talk with kutu welcome to small talk you're listening to kutu and i'm your host on this episode small talk is mostly a monologue but again it's a monologue on my end but a dialogue with you because you are listening and responding with your thoughts so um, on small talk we talk about global affairs economics um, global consciousness social security tech the market forces every and everything that has to do with the well-being of people and planet that's the focus on um, small talk if this is your first time joining me i do not take it for granted thank you for joining me we're just going to dive right into it as i've said in the intro we're talking about a different kind of earth a new earth if you will an earth in which the well-being of people and planet is paramount and this well-being is not at the expense of any other person or any other thing, living or non-living. Another way to put that is a state of affairs 
in all countries of the world, collectively or otherwise, in which no human being is without any form of any benefit that will be beneficial to their well-being. This extends to flora and fauna, that's animals and plants. So this earth, the new vision of earth in which I'm espousing, in which we'll cover for the next two to three episodes, so we're starting a series, so to speak, is this new vision of earth, what's currently stopping us from having it, and how do we go about creating it. Now, to start with, this is not a pipe dream. This is not utopian. This is not a thing that I'm espousing or a theory that I'm advancing in which I think, oh, we're building castles in the air. This is a pragmatic, practical, one plus one is equal to two logical way in which that all these things can be achieved. These are achievable goals for people and planet, for countries, companies, and communities. And to be clear, this is not a utopian state of affairs. And this is not a central government state of affairs. This is Earth as you know it currently, but without all of the bad things, the wars, the um, degradation of human and environment, the Nations going against nations, the monetary systems that seek to enslave and to push down and to keep people in a perpetual circle of work, but no fulfillment. Earth as you know it currently, there is nothing Ethiopian, there is nothing George Orwellian, there is nothing um, scary about this. It is not a new world order or anything conspiratory or anything that you would... Um, Put, put in a pipe that would make conspiracy theory to push and advance its own particular theory. This is life as you know it, but 2.0, premium earth, a different state of affairs. Everyone maintains their culture, their religion, their independent way of thinking. Their borders of countries are stronger than ever. People's identity and gender are not eroded. But we managed to do that. We managed to deliver the promise of a multicultural, pluralist future without eroding any of our self-esteem, eroding any of our collective consciousness, collective self-esteem, and collective well-being. This is the challenge of our generation. This is the challenge of our species. And I believe in the practicality of things that are right now scoffed at but actually are the weapons are the tools that we use that we can use those are the only tools that can deliver for us this future i'm talking about things like pragmatic love integrity the ability to tolerate one another even when we cannot and we want to disagree when we want to hurry out of ourselves with different opinions than the other person actually has. And this is something that I'm always talking about, disagreeing agreeably. We don't have to agree, but we must agree or disagree. We must disagree agreeably. In other words, I'm not bashing your head in because you have a different point of view. I'm ready to listen 
even though it rubs me the wrong way and you're ready to extend me the same courtesy and we may not finally agree on a way forward, but we're not lesser for having disagreed. We are not one person dead or one person's rights eroded for having had a different opinion or having listened or given space to be listened to. So a new earth, the vision of a new earth is a vision of an earth that first of all recognizes that we're not where we're meant to be. The human experiment and human history with forms of government and monetary systems and financial systems and economic systems, whatever form of system of trade that we have created up until now, however legitimate the reasons have been, they need to be reviewed. Just like a company reviews its goals and its business plan and goes over risks management and things on how they should be, this is time to review how Earth is being run. And I don't mean that only on a central level, but also on a decentralized level in communities, in families, in households, in firms. The way that we have hitherto have done things have not necessarily gotten us the total number of peace that's available. Now, I'm going to start with um, the point in which we are currently living in an unsustainable way for the environment, an unsustainable way for Earth. Picture us as an organism that Earth or life has to sustain and picture life as an independent entity apart from us that seeks expression through us, but not only through the human species, seeks expression through every form of living being, through animals, through plants, through rocks, through the wind, through things that you can see and things that you cannot see, every created thing, through emotions, through consciousness, through awareness, life seeks full expression and seeks full movement always. Now, if life's a separate entity from us, then life's flowing through us as a river flows through things, as water flows through different levels of stream. And now, if life, like every other stream, meets an obstacle, it will either subsume and consume that obstacle or find a way around it. Now, unlike water, which is soft and for a long time before it will bring that thing down, life on its own has proven over periods of time to sustain a civilization, to sustain a species up until a certain level of which if that civilization begins to consume and attack life, then life, um, how do I put this now? If you move from being an organism that life supports, that earth supports, and you evolve to become an organism, you evolve past being parasitic and now all of a sudden you are a predator and you're not only preying on yourself and on other life forms, you are essentially threatening the expansion of life as you know it on your planet. We have, there are evidences in our history and history preceding our species that there is always something cataclysmic Make, if I'm getting that word right, yes, as a cataclysm, something apocalyptic usually happens to set things right. Now, most people say 
and think that floods are things of myth. Maybe they say Noah's flood didn't happen or other things like um, Atlantis sinking to the bottom of the earth, bottom of the ocean as a stone, that that didn't happen. That's a myth that's, um, that came out of, um, you know, it was a tool that Plato used to describe what he was talking about in his dialogues. But the honest truth is, no, that's not how it turned out. Is that we have conclusive proof if we look back thousands of years of human history that when a civilization or a species gets too big for its breaches, there's a cutting down to size. And at this time in our history, we are getting unsustainable as a species. We are unsustainable for the earth. If we continue on the path that we are on, in which millions and millions of animals are bred for their meat and not even necessarily that the meat is actually healthy, but that we're pursuing a state of affairs in the growing of our food, in the growing of our energy needs that actually threatens the life on the planet, threatens the path of life. We're putting out a target on our back as it were. So now what we need to do is do an about face. An about face means that we need to recalibrate. We need to get back to the drawing board and we need to say, how can we be sustainable as a species? Not Note that I'm not talking about how um, can we create sustainable energy? How can we create sustainable ways of creating food security, sustainable ways of disagreeing and not going to war? That's not what this is. Is that at the core, we, the species, are unsustainable. We have become unsustainable. And that means that we are in danger of coming across or having the situation remedied by forces outside of our control. And yes, I am talking about providence, about whatever you want to call it. There is an external arm of affairs. This is not Adam Smith's invisible hand. There is an external hand in the affairs of human beings that sets it always on a predetermined on a predetermined cause of events. And that predetermined cause of events always can sustain to a certain level and it um, may allow a certain level of abuse, a certain level of unsustainability. But at the point that we're in, at the point of hu- at this point of human history, we have become unsustainable. It is now very difficult and painful and anatomically cost. It costs the earth a lot to sustain us. And if we become the chief predator, we will be taken out of the equation and the new species will evolve. Um, there is... You may scoff at this idea and you may feel, okay, where is all this coming from? Okay, we'll get back to that. We'll circle back to that in a little while. Now, I'm talking about things that are practical for us to do. Practical as a species, practical as an individual. For us to do an about face, to do a 180, we need to identify ways that we're already dropping the ball. And the one way in which we're dropping the ball is an attack on the pathway, the portal that life gets into the world. And I'm talking specifically about 
ways in which we multiply food, in which we multiply humans, in which we multiply animals. In humans, that's women. The portal through which animal, to which humans come into the world is the womb of a woman. In other words, the reproductive system of a woman. And I'm not making any light of the impute of the male half of the equation in the making of a human or in the reproduction of a human. I'm just saying and pointing out, which you already know, that it is anatomically expensive for women to give birth. And we have created systems in which there is a direct, there is no support of or recognition of how costly it is to bring a human being into the world. And so because it is easier to disperse to dispense sperm than it is to actually carry that baby to term. The focus of our systems of government, our systems of finance, our systems of education, of culture, of religion, of philosophy, of awareness should be making it easy, lessening the biological cost on women to actually reproduce. And this extends to animals as well. There are more sustainable ways of producing milk rather than making an animal 100% all the time producing milk. That's diametrically opposed to how nature runs her circle. There is always a time of reproduction followed by a time in which a, a, the, an, an, an organism needs to rest. We cannot perpetually breed animals, perpetually keep them in a state of producing milk because we need to feed ourselves we're becoming unsustainable. We are becoming an unsustainable species that needs to be redressed, that needs to be reviewed. We have become and we need to retract our steps from becoming not only a parasite to becoming a super predator such that like the dinosaurs, we're no longer here. And in um, prehistoric times, we had... um, I believe some of them were called the Anakin, in which they feasted on human beings and the earth and trees, in which it became unsustainable for the earth to actually carry out, for the earth to actually remain and continue on its paths of evolution. And a flood intervened, if I'm remembering correctly. The same with Atlantis. Atlantis was getting too big for a breaches. They had all the technological advancement, things that we cannot even begin to fathom. And according to Plato's dialogue, they say Atlantis forgot to wear, I, I'm paraphrasing now, that Atlantis forgot to wear its prosperity with humility. And one day, they angered the quote-unquote gods and sank to the bottom of the earth as a stone. These are lessons, these are cautionary tales. However, we think they're imaginary or real, they are cautionary tale for our um for our examples of how to run things. Yes, we're technologically better than um our forebears. Some people say I believe that we have retrogressed, but that's talk for another day. Um but mortality rate is not what it used to be. We have progressed in the line of um, of diseases, of cloning, of cloning animals, in how we understand DNA, in how we understand the human being, neuroscience. There is a lot of technological advancement that we have 
we have achieved as a collective, as a species, and that's all fine and good, and we can progress from there, but we cannot continue on the path that we're on. So life is what I'm focusing on, that our systems of being, our systems of government, of economics, of education, of culture, every form of system that we have needs to be reviewed because the current way in which we're running things as individuals, as households, as firms, as countries, communities, and companies is a direct attack, a direct preying on life's systems. We can, we, we can drive our engines, we can drive our technology in a different way rather than drenching the earth and draining it of every form of energy healthy and leaving degradation in its wake. If we become a species and we have already, we just need to get and t- move back from that tipping point. We don't want to get to that tipping point. If we have become a species that is unsustainable, we're at a place in which the next point of movement is a removal of the chief predator that it's, if we're preying on life, that's what I'm trying to say, if we're preying on life, we put ourselves at a disadvantage. We essentially, as a species, collectively have a target on our backs. And we need to move away from the situation quickly and review our systems of agriculture, of mechanized farming, of subsistence farming, of being. Everything. We need to revise it. If the way that we're doing anything, even if it's breathing, even if it's teaching everything that has, whatever it is that we're doing, making a photocopy in the office, if it is not sustainable, if it is a direct attack in any way, in every form of life, we need to take a step back. That's the yardstick. And so on a human level, we currently have systems in which we need to make things slightly better for women to have children and to uh, be able to take care of their children and have their lives to be able to balance work and family. For instance, there's still countries in 2022 that have unpaid maternity leave. There are company policies that exist that make it difficult, if not impossible, for women to balance life and family, work life and family life. We have medical literature that still teach that a lower blood volume for women is normal. We have customs and religions that enable assault for of women in marriages and in places of worship. We have designed monetary systems that are blind to the urgent need of fintech solutions for rural women. We have designed, um, we have failed to put in place or to recognize the need for clean water sources, water sanitation for women within a walking distance of at least one kilometer, and that menstrual hygiene is a fundamental human right as far as women are concerned. We have continued to sustain systems that erase a woman's identity through birth and marriage. The list is long, like a shopping list. And we have, that means that we have a lot of work to do for animals, for sea life, whether on the ocean or outside, or in the ocean or outside of the ocean. There needs to be sustainable way of fishing, sustainable way 
of cleaning the ocean, of disposal of our waste, sustainable ways of preserving our waterways, sustainable ways of moving from point A to point B, that fossil fuels, and I know you've heard this before, we've all heard that before, but the angle that I'm coming at it from is we as a species are unsustainable. We have become unsustainable and we're moving to the tipping point. We need to back away not slowly, but quickly. So we need movement systems in which, um, whether it's the, on the sea, whether it's by air, whether it's on the roads, however it is that we want to do it as a collective, as humans, as species, our energy needs are immense. There is no two ways about it. And that's the practicality that I'm talking about. We're not going to sit down and say, Oh, I'm just going to pretend that the solution to climate change is to be Nambi Pambi or to live in a utopian state of affairs or not to or to build castles in the air and not put our feet in the ground as a group of persons, as men, women and children, our need, our energy needs are immense. But the energy that's available to provide that need, those needs are 10,000 times more than we can possibly consume. And we have all the technology, we have all the science, we have all the resources that we can use to deliver greater energy systems and greater energy needs that are sustainable, that do not degrade the environment, that do not enslave women, men, and children, that actually design are designed around financial systems, monetary systems, that we deploy finance in a better sustainable way that provides our energy needs, whether it be food, whether it be gas, whether it be whatever form of energy that we need to actually run things, but in a sustainable way. We need to do an about face and become a sustainable species. So the number one thing that I want us to take away from this first series, which is generally the entire this, entirety of this episode, is an introduction. And the one thing that I want us to take away from this is a new earth is possible, number one. Number two, as the new earth that's possible is pragmatic. It's not utopian and it is not a centrist government in which or a new world order in which you don't have your identity, you don't have a country, you are told what to do. There's a set of people in place trying to erode your identity, erode your sense of ident- uh, identity in religion, in gender, in cultural, in every form that the borders of your country is strong as is as the earth exists as it is at this moment, that form of earth is now to be upgraded, is now to be, it's like a rose that you're holding in your hand. You take away the thorn from that rose. That's what I'm talking about in that we live on earth that's sustainable. So that's number two. And number three, there are practical ways to make this happen. And the fourth, the fourth point that we're taking away from this is the practic the number one practical way that we can do it is a recognition of the fact that we have become an unsustainable species point blank period and we need to back away from the pathway that we're on because we're in direct line of fire we have become prey we have become predator and the prey is life our systems of government of economics of trade of culture of education our way of being as a collective is to be a predator a chief predator of uh, of life 
And history has shown us time and time again that when a species becomes unsustainable for the earth to sustain, something intervenes, something cataclysmic, something apocalyptic, something huge and irreversible takes place to take care of that species, either by modifying and medicating it or by a complete removal. And that is the alarm that I'm sounding at this time. Um, in the next episode, we will, in the next episode, because this is a series, A New Earth, this is part one. In the next episode, we will explore different ways that you can in your everyday life. You can as governments, you can as countries, as companies, as communities, design better systems, uh, ways in which we can go forward and design better ways in which we can fund better better solutions, whether they be climate, whether it be green energy, whether it be green economics, whatever we want to call it, we will not quibble on the terminology or the nomenclature. We will just focus on practical ways to get things done. So um, thank you for listening. This has been the first in a series of upcoming episodes and we're talking about a new earth earth that's improved earth that's concerned about the well-being of people and planet and practical ways to do that and the number one practical way is hombre we are we have become an unsustainable species and we need to back away quickly and reverse and revise our state of being so we are not as it were thrown off the planet or our species come to um, the same interminable end that others before us have shown that it's possible whether by myth or in reality this has been small talk with kutu i am your host kutu and um, i wish you well in the week coming forward i hope that all your dogs line up in a row as we usually say on this podcast and i hope that help arises for you in people and places that you least expect have a good one be well